Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the podcast that is always cool, calm, and relaxed, and peaceful, and quiet, and calm, and no conflict here. No enemies here. Everything is peaceful, calm, and quiet. Speaking of which, I have with me today the most peaceful, calm, and quiet, perfectly well-behaved co-host in the history of podcasting. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. You know, let me tell you something, Steve. I got to tell you that I was listening to that. I was listening to the podcast from that wishy-washy ah. Joe guy. You know, he doesn't ah. take a position on anything. He's oh, we got to keep an open mind. The problem is, if you open mind too much, your brains fall out. And I think that's what happened to him. Wishy-washy Joe. That's what we need to call him. And then Tipsy Tim. Tipsy Tim, the biohacker. Oh, you, you know, I, I talk to billionaires, and I know what they do to get. Oh, shut up. You know, I talk to billionaires, you and your four-hour work week. And your four-hour, by hey, four hours, you can have a great body. Yeah, okay, overpromising Tim is who that guy is. Let me tell you ah. something. I don't have any time for him. The people need to come here. Is there anywhere on the Internet that you have a better time than at the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, uh, ah. Steve? I mean, really, is there ah. anywhere on the Internet where people have a better time than right ah. here listening to us? Well, and anyone out there that criticizes the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast <laughs> is fake. They are just fake, fake. corrupt. Uh, they fake uh, they have it in for us. It's unfair, just not fair. <laughs> so, what so dear listener, I am particularly riled up right now because of, as of recording this week's episode, I just watched a recording of a Donald Trump rally that uh, I haven't watched one of these in a while. I don't know if I ever really watched the complete one, and even this one, since I was watching the recording late at night and I fell asleep. Like, I don't even know how you can fall asleep in this thing because it was just... I mean, it was just amazing. It just uh, uh, reminded me of a prize fight, of the Super Bowl, like whatever the most violent activity is between human beings where the crowd is all riled up watching the competitors, like a, you know, a Mike Tyson prize fight or whatever, or one of these cage match whatever wrestling things. Like, it was just, I mean, come on now. If people saw it, Trump... When in, not only, you know, he, he normally holds these rallies, as all Republicans do for the last 50 years, in Republican areas, so there were rural areas. Uh, Trump went right into the den of the lion, into downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> about the most pure, democratic, liberal, radical district in America that probably voted 99% against Trump. It's the home of Ilhan Omar, pretty much his number one detractor. Uh, And he went right in there. And man, was he on fire. And when he said one thing is what the lesson learned from Donald Trump this week, he said it during the rally. He just said, man, something like, I don't have the exact quote, but it was something like, this gets me going. 
this conflict, this anger, this environment, this gets me going. And I said, that's it. we got to talk about that because business owners, and hopefully you're listening to this, dear listener, you're a business owner because that's, that's the lessons learned from Donald Trump. It's all about business. We're not talking about, we don't teach about politics, although Trump is showing how similar it is. But, you know, business, we all know, it's, it's ups and downs. It's not a level life of every day is the same and la-di-da. It's calm and pristine and beautiful and nice and everybody likes you and everybody's your friend and, and nobody, nothing ever happens against you. Like, it's the total opposite. We're, we're living in the jungle. We have no idea what slings and arrows are coming at us every day. This works the same if you're a commissioned salesperson. And so most people, most human beings, and unfortunately even most business owners, slink away from this. They slink away from conflict. So, but Donald Trump not only relishes the conflict, but he feeds off the conflict so much that if there is no conflict, he creates conflict, and that gets him going. And that is the lesson learned from Donald Trump. I'll give you just one example, and I'll turn it over to you, Everett, is when I, you know, be listeners, regular listeners know I did door-to-door sales as a career for nine years, the first 13 months were out in the field every day. And when I first started out, there were days I would just sit in my car and go, I don't feel like going out there. I'm going to get people saying no soliciting, get out of here, uh, you know, get a real job, you're a loser. They're just going to say no, they're not going to buy anything. Like, you know, I'm just, this is miserable. I don't feel like doing it. And when the switch turned, when I would wake up in the morning and go, man, I can't wait to get out there and just walk from door to door to door to stranger to stranger to stranger and let them have at me. And let's see what stupid, ridiculous things I'm going to see today. Am I going to get arrested today? Am I going to get robbed at gunpoint? Am I going to see somebody I know from, from law school or when I owned a multi-million dollar business before I destroyed that thing and ended up here on the street selling $5 crap and I'm going to be embarrassed? Am I just going to have 100 people in, in a row say no, get a real job? Am I going to get rained on, snowed on, I have a 110-degree humidity factor? Like, what kind of crap is going to happen today? Bring it on. When that switch was turned and I had that attitude, man, I was unstoppable. And, and I just wanted to get out there. And when it was the end of the day, I didn't want to go back to the office. Well, that just reminded me when Trump came out, and man, he ripped, it was like a prize fight, only it was one of these steel cage matches where the, the George the Animal Steel is taking on all comers. Like it was Trump versus the media for 10 minutes. It was Trump versus Pelosi for 10 minutes. It was Trump versus Joe Biden for 20 minutes. It was Trump versus the weak, ridiculous mayor of Minnesota. Minneapolis tried to keep him out of it. It was Trump versus Omar. It was Trump versus Shifty Shift. It was Trump versus AOC. It was Trump versus the world over and over and over, on and on and on. And I happened to have recorded it on a pro-Trump cable channel which the, the rally was on at the same time it preempted the Sean Hannity TV show, which I think is the most pro-Trump show on all the TV. So the bottom third, the Chiron, as it's known in the business, the bottom third of the screen with the subtitles was as if Sean Hannity himself was telling the producer <laughs> what to type into the screen to do the play-by-play. And that was so wildly, awesomely entertaining. It, was, it, it would just say down there things like, Trump rips Ilhan Omar for being a fraud. 
Trump rips Sleepy Joe, crushes Sleepy Joe for being corrupt. Trump rips AOC a new one over the Green News stupid deal. Like, oh, man, this Everett, it was the most, is there ever more fun than in a Trump rally? I'm telling you, my juices are still flowing from this. Well, it, it's uh, it's funny because, uh, as you say, Trump thrives off this stuff, and most people work ridiculously hard to avoid confrontation. Right. And uh, uh, but he he eats it up. And you know, when when I was in the when I was in the uh, contracting business, I used to love arguing with adjusters. I, I mean, I just used to. It, it was just you know, <laughs> it, it was. Was it I, always I, that I, way, I or when like, you first started, and you first you had your first argument with him, and you were like, "What the heck? This sucks." No, no, I, I that's that's why I got into the business is, uh, uh, is because of well, seriously, a friend, I, the the friend I, I love had, it. had a contracting company, and I I went to work with him, and he eventually gave me a portion of the business, and then I you know went on and opened up my own company and whatnot, but uh, but the whole reason I got into the business was because uh, was because I love locking horns with. The, uh, with the adjusters. Uh, now, of course, it's easier to get paid from the adjusters who work. So you learn how to, you learn how to, 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 to put yourself on the same side of the table because now you're, you're not in an adversarial position. But some of them, no matter what you did, were going to be adversarial. And for those adjusters, it, it just used to juice me up to butt heads with them and to lock horns and, the, and, and uh, uh, you know, especially since I always beat them. That's always fun. Um, so, uh, uh, so I, I mean, I get what I get where Trump's coming from. And, well, from what you're you know, saying, it wasn't a, a fair a fight. Owner. If you're loving the fight and you're looking forward to it, it doesn't sound like a fair fight because I have a feeling these adjusters are paid on salary and they're sitting there at the phone all day just hoping to have a conflict-free day for a change. Absolutely. Well, that and also uh, uh, they were used to dealing with homeowners who just ro- rolled over and showed their belly every t- no matter what. So, and now they had to deal with somebody who actually knew what they were talking about and was a specialist. You know, it's, a, it's, it's great that you bring that point up because that's what politics was before Trump. It was right. whether you're Republican or Democrat, they're all really on the same side. So it's all about mm-hmm. my esteemed colleague and, you know, when they're talking about their opponent on the House floor and, they were, and it's all decorum and, oh, we don't say those kind of things and we don't disparage. And then Trump comes in and just a bull comes right. into the China shop and says, like, you all Joe. suck. I I remember that inaugurations, but you all suck. He just looked at all the Congress and said, you are corrupt. You've been screwing up this country for years. There's a new sheriff in town. And holy crap, did the FBI and the CIA come after him. And both houses of Congress, Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, hated him. Uh, Pelosi hated Everyone is, and it just hasn't stopped. And he won't let it stop because, like you said, it just gets him going. And, and here's the thing, is that uh, uh, while he loves it, he's also doing it for a purpose. And what, what you've got to realize, business, dear, dear listener, business owners of America uh, and, and international business owners, is that no matter how well you plan, no matter how detailed you are, no matter how much you try, there's going to be problems. The shit is going to go wrong. If you're doing anything at all, if you're making any sales, doing any business, there's going to be stuff that's going wrong. And the more stuff that's going wrong, the, uh, you know, assuming a baseline of running a business properly and not intentionally sabotaging yourself, but assuming a baseline, you know, assuming that baseline, the 
the more stuff that goes, the more business you do, the more stuff is going to go wrong. It's something you should look forward to. You should open your eyes to say, today and say, what is that dumbass vendor going to do to fuck up my delivery? Because, uh, you know, because if you didn't have any business, you wouldn't need the delivery. You, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, this should be something that you thrive about, that you work to avoid, that you try and make plans to, to watch out for. But don't try and, uh, 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 you know, but, but your employee problem, I mean, but don't try and avoid, and avoid troubles. Don't be scared of dealing with these troubles head on. Because too many business people are worried about it. They ignore glaring problems in their business. Good so when point. you have a problem employee, you know, you have a problem employee, and it's like, oh, well, I don't want to fire Sally because it's going to be a pain in the ass. But that's how it is there. You know that's how it is. They avoid, the business owner will avoid they, talking they, to the underperforming employee or the sabotaging employee right. for weeks, for months, for years. And, and everybody in the business knows you should fire Sally or, or Sam or, or Jim or whoever, and, and you just don't do it, and, and, and it makes you look weak and ineffectual as opposed to walking out. And sitting down, and and by the way, it's no favor to Sally. So you walk out and you sit down with Sally and say, Sally, look, you're just not fitting into the culture here. It's really a horrible thing. Uh, I thought we'd work it well together, but uh, uh, but why don't I just let you go? I'll give you a month's severance. You just go on and go find yourself another job, and uh, you know somewhere where you're going to fit in better. I'll write you. I would help them do it. I know a lot of people. I'd say I'll pick up the phone. I'll help you get another job right now. Yeah. So, so, and now you're doing Sally a favor because she can go work somewhere she's happy. You're doing your business a favor, all your employees a favor. You're doing your revenue a favor. You're doing your customers a favor. Everybody's better off from it, but because too many business owners just don't have the cojones to deal with a problem head on. See, that's really what Trump is doing is that he sees a problem. So he's dealing with it head on. These people are attacking me. Well, instead of running and hiding or instead of trying to mitigate or instead of trying to be the reasonable person, he attacks back and he attacks harder and he attacks better because he's a better verbal, uh, you know, he's better at, at, at verbal sparring than any of these morons in Congress, uh, be, they, be they Republicans or Democrats. He, he, he outclasses them all. So, well, and that's, you know, without getting whatever, into the advanced tip of the week, that, that's it right there. Whatever just said, dear listeners, the difference is Donald Trump, for Donald Trump, conflict is like coffee. And Donald Trump gets out of bed and says, I can't wait to turn on CNN and look at my Twitter and see what slings and arrows my enemies are throwing at me today. And it's like he's drinking six cups of coffee while his enemies are going, oh, no, I don't feel like looking at Twitter. I don't want to turn on the Fox News today. I don't want to see what Trump is bringing at us today, which means the fight is over before it starts, dear listener. That's the Absolutely. lesson learned from Donald Trump. Well, and, and just go after it. Look, have you ever heard somebody at the end of the day, Steve, uh, you say, hey, how was your day? Oh, my God. I had to spend all day putting out fire after fire. I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. I just want to go home and forget about part of my language. Bullshit. Well, that, like I said, that was me in my yeah. first few months of doing the door-to-door sales. I was like, people would have said, how's your day? I would have been horrible, miserable. People said no to me. I got thrown out. I was told get a real job. Now I feel terrible. Maybe I should get a real job. I mean, I, this, is how, this is how I felt at the end of right. the day. Now, when you, when you change when you changed your attitude towards it, you became incredibly successful in what you're doing, made a ton of money doing it. You know, just call me the fireman. I'm, I'm, you know, 
Go, go. Well, in my world and, and people that know me, uh, it's why it's my nickname. It's why I have a collection over a thousand rhinos because someone handed me the book back in those days, Scott Alexander's Rhinoceros Success, which says, look, the entrepreneur is like living in the jungle like a rhino, and that's why the rhino has two-inch thick skin. So you've right. got to develop two-inch thick skin if you're going to go out and do door-to-door sales, if you're going to go roan a business, if you're going to go into politics. You've got to have two-inch thick skin. That's, we've talked about it before. It always humors me when people go, oh, Trump is thin-skinned. I'm like, really? Because he retaliated <laughs> to like three people today out of the 50 million that absolutely hate him with every fiber of their being? He retaliated against three of them? He's got the thickest skin of anyone on earth, so thick that not only does he not get bothered by it, but he loves it. It's like, I don't know who it is, because I, I, I'm not up on this stuff, but there's, superhero, there's a superhero, somebody who sucks the energy out of his opponent. Like, that gives him, when you, when you throw your fireball at him, that actually gives him more energy. I remember seeing that in a Spider-Man movie or something. Yeah, it was uh, Rogue. That's Rogue. Rogue. Well, that's Donald Trump, dear listener. Donald Trump is a rogue politician. So he, he lives. If Nancy Pelosi, Paul Ryan is gone, he needs somebody else. He needs somebody, AOC, the press, anybody, to be throwing slings and arrows at him, to throw tweets at him, to criticize him, to throw lawsuits at him, to throw impeachment at him, to throw inquiries and investigations at him. He needs all that. Every bit of that gives him more and more energy, and his opponents wonder why they can't. these things don't take him down. They just don't get it. They don't understand he's the rogue of politicians. And not only do those not take him down, you've got to stop doing that, because the more you bring an impeachment inquiry against him, the more fired up he gets. <laughs> and if that Trump rally it, it, I mean, it's a, it isn't a, that's a, just a perfect indication of it, he was absolutely on fire, which, of course, as Zig Ziglar once defined sales, is the transference of enthusiasm. And that's pretty much what politics is. And that's why people wonder why Trump stomps all ever. He's undefeated in politics. He's beaten every politician that tried to beat him because he thrives on that. He takes that negative what other people think is negative energy that's his positive energy and then he's just going to defeat everybody and that's how it was at this rally and that's dear listener the lesson learned this week from donald trump how you've got to be in your business when you wake up every morning and you say all right i'm ready what is my underforming employee going to do today what's this supplier going to throw at me today you know let's say you own a restaurant like what kind of crap vegetables are they going to try and bring me today that I got to throw in their face and say I wouldn't serve that to the mice that are in the kitchen like what 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 and speaking of which what the inspector's coming today not like oh no the inspector's coming today I hope he doesn't find any it's like I wonder what picky little minuscule crap the inspector's going to find to try and throw at me and bother me today when you have this attitude you have the right attitude for business, for politics, for life, for everything. That's the lesson learned from Donald Trump. Speaking of which, as always, we have an advanced tip of the week, which is amazingly powerful of how to take this concept and not just make it a part of you, but make it the most powerful part of you owning your business. For that, you want to go, as always, to lessons learned from Donald Trump dot com and get that advanced tip of the week. 
and then Everett and I are going to see you back here next week. Because if you're not back here next week, man, are we going to be pissed, Everett. How are we going to feel if they're not back here next week? Well, let me tell you something. If they don't get back here next week, then they deserve what they get. Because if they're not listening to the lessons learned by Donald Trump, if they're not getting their weekly infusion of Trumpian business knowledge then, uh, uh, as interpreted by you and I, then what can I say? I, I mean, they're, 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 they don't know how to run a business. They're, you know. They're they, fake they business well owners. Lazy Joe. Yeah, they're, 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 they might as well be Lazy Joe. They're just, sleepy, uh, just, shifty business owners. Uh, they can't be trusted, and, uh, and uh, they're fake and uh and uh they're corrupt and they have no chance so dear listener you found it now make sure you're here every week for another episode of the lessons learned from donald trump podcast you've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today if you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.